Hey, Coastal. Pastor TJ here, and I hope that you have been enjoying our Friends of the Family series uh, that we've been in over the last couple weeks. I am super excited about this weekend. We have a friend of mine from Wilmington, North Carolina. It pastors an incredible church called LifePoint Church. Ha it takes place in three locations across the Wilmington area. His name is Jeff Capusta, and he has an incredible message, an incredible story, and I cannot wait for you to meet him. So can you give a big coastal welcome wherever you are online to my friend, Pastor Jeff Capusta? Well, hey, welcome Coastal Community Church, Pastor TJ and Shayla. What an honor it is to be with you guys today. My name is Jeff. I have the privilege of pastor in LifePoint Church in Wilmington, North Carolina. And I have known your pastors for several years now. We got a group of friends that get together in Florida, and that was where we connected. And I love our time together. Now, we'll be honest. Every time I hang out with Pastor TJ, I leave feeling lazy. Like, what is wrong with me? He's preaching like 17 services every single weekend, pre-COVID, obviously. And I'm over here like three is exhausting. And so just mad kudos to you guys, to your church, your, your dream team. You guys are, you're crushing it. And I just want you to know how proud of you that I am of the way that you are sticking and moving and embracing this crazy chaotic season that you're in. You have found new ways to love and reach out to your community and serve your neighbors. I believe that that Man, that is the church being the church, right? We may not be meeting in person, but you can't shut down the church. It is a move of God, and you guys are experiencing it, and you really have proven that church is much more than a facility. It is a family. It is a family. And speaking of family, I want to just introduce you to mine real quick. So this is my gang right here, okay? My wife, Michelle, in the middle. We're celebrated this summer 22 years of marriage. It has been incredible. Not so much the first few. They were a bit crazy. That's a message for another day. But we figured it out and we have an amazing marriage. And then three awesome kids. Riley is my oldest right here on the end. He's 19. Kenley's my daughter. She is 17. And then Emery just turned 16 years old, is like months away from getting his license. Y'all pray for me because how many of you know that like when your kids start driving and you're in the passenger seat, your prayer life goes to another level and you need people to pray for you. So that's my gang. I love them. And so they are sending you love from North Carolina. And it really is a great privilege to be with you guys. What a cool opportunity to join you for this Friends of the Family series. I want to encourage you to engage today, whether you're there on YouTube or Facebook, comment, okay? Hit share, lean in. Church is not a spectator sport, so, you know, get your phone out, get your thumbs warmed up. I want you to drop some comments. I want you to talk back. I want you to amen, and I want you to engage during this. I want to preach a message today that I have titled, power to the peaceful. Go ahead, if you're taking notes, write that down. Punch it in, stick it in the comments, or if you're old school, like pen, paper, journal, write down power to the peaceful, power to the peaceful. If ever there was a time when we could use a little bit extra peace, let's just be honest, it's now. I could use some peace now. Like 2020, I'm so over it. This year has been crazy. Crazy, can you just think for a minute about what we have navigated through this year? 
Like we started the year with Australian bushfires. Kobe Bryant dies. Prince Harry and Meghan, the royal family, they stepped down. March, coronavirus. And that changed everything. Our churches moved online. We all got quarantined. People started wearing masks. School went from like in school to online. We had a toilet paper shortage. Remember that? That seemed like years ago. We were all freaking out over toilet paper. And now everybody's working from home. Restaurants are closed. Movie theaters closed. Gyms closed. Salons closed. People didn't get a haircut for ages. Professional sports shut down. The stock market recorded its worst day in over 30 years. The Olympics got postponed. And then there was all these crazy things in our world like this Saharan dust storms, right? Just blowing through. And and then murder hornets. I want to know what happened to the murder hornets, okay? I was kind of excited about them, a little bit freaked out. And then I felt like it was kind of a non-event. So I don't know if we just missed them in North Carolina. Maybe you got them. But where did they go? Then there was locusts all over Africa, and then throw into all of that just the the racial tension, the protests, the rioting, and did I mention that 2020 is an election year? It's exhausting just to think about it. We're just over the halfway mark. I think this is a good time for us to talk about peace. Today, let's talk about how do we have peace amidst all of these turbulent times, Jesus said this in Matthew chapter 5, verse 9. He said, blessed are the peacemakers. I want somebody to comment peacemakers. Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Peacemakers are called children of God. Now notice Jesus said peacemakers, not peacekeepers. There is a difference here. There is a big difference. I know because much of my life I have been a peacekeeper. You don't know me, so let me give you a little bit of backstory. I am a middle child. I have a brother two years older, a sister three years younger. Middle kids are usually known as peacekeepers. They keep the peace. They just want everybody to be happy. They want harmony in the family. If you study the Enneagram, I'm an Enneagram 9 It's called a mediator or a peacemaker, which means that when I am, when I'm healthy, I will speak the peace. I will speak my peace. I will tell you what I'm thinking. I will tell you where I want to go eat dinner. And and I don't have a problem bringing stability and making peace. But when I'm unhealthy, I oftentimes shy away from speaking my voice, telling you what I'm thinking, because I don't want to rock the boat. I just want everybody to get along. And so I'm very much one who loves peace. I don't like conflict. If I've got to have a tough conversation with you, you can know that I have agonized over it. I've tried to avoid it. I've looked for every possibility that will cause me to like not have to deal with this. I am a peaceful person. Matter of fact, so much so that growing up, there was a plaque on my wall. I have it right here. This was in my room as a child. It says Jeffrey and then the word peaceful. My name actually means peaceful. And then it has James 3.17 that says, but the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable. So I know a thing or two about peace. Much of my life is striving for peace. And Jesus says, blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Peacemakers and peacekeepers. What's the difference? What's the difference? 
Peacekeeping tends to be passive. It avoids conflict. Peacemakers will be active. They will strive to create peace. They will attempt to reconcile you know, different thoughts, different people. They'll, they'll take folks that are at odds with each other and they will bring them together. That's peacemaking. So peacekeeping avoids the uncomfortable. Peacemaking says, I'll have tough conversations so that we can seek understanding. Peacekeepers tend to harbor resentment because they, they, they want to confront you, but they're just terrified in how to do it. Peacemakers will confront so that they can arrive at restoration. Now, peacekeeping isn't always a bad thing, okay? I don't want to make like, I know some of you right now, you're like, my goodness, I think I'm a peacekeeper and I need to work on being a peacemaker. True, but peacekeeping's not always a bad thing. There is a time and a place where you and I should just simply keep the peace. Like, your voice is valuable, so don't overuse it. Remember when you were growing up, did your parents ever tell you the story about the boy who cried wolf? Little shepherd boy out in the field. He's bored. He's lonely. He misses everybody. Nobody will visit him. So he cries wolf and everybody comes running. And they get there and there's no wolf. And he enjoys a little bit of time with people. But over time they all go away and he's lonely and he misses people. And he cries wolf and they come running. And there's no wolf. And then eventually there is a wolf. He cries wolf and everybody ignores him because over and over he just keeps using his voice for things that aren't real. I see a lot of folks in our world today that have lost their voice. People have stopped listening to you because everything has become an issue. I mean, think about it. Physically speaking, have you ever lost your voice? Like you ever go to a concert and you sang every word of every song of the entire concert or you went to a sporting event and you cheered from the very beginning to the very end and the next day, next day you're like, I'm sorry, I gotta get some water because I lost my voice. I know for me, when uh, we have three services, I don't know how, Pastor TJ, how in the world you do this with, I don't know, the 25 that, you're, that you do. Uh, but for me, three services, sometimes I forget that the microphone will amplify my voice and I get passionate and I get shouting and I get worked up and excited and then Monday comes around and I've got no voice because I strained it and I overused it. What I found is there's a lot of folks that have lost their voice from overuse. You know somebody like this, don't you? You know somebody, you know that person that they, they comment on everything on Facebook. They're the person, they put caps lock on and they leave it and it's like they shout at everybody. They can't seem to just let something go and so they speak up over everything and then when you see them again, you're like, just keep on scrolling because all they do is disagree with everybody. They fuss about everything. I mean, social media is a crazy place right now, isn't it? It is absolutely nuts. It's like, the, it's like it's become the wild, wild west and the keyboard cowboys come out and bullets start flying and nobody's even thinking about the damage that they're doing and the fact that they're losing influence because they're using their voice all the time. I wanna remind you that you have the right to remain silent. Some of us would really benefit from using it. It is okay to just keep scrolling, just keep scrolling, just keep scrolling. And what you'll find is, yeah, in that moment you're keeping the peace, but you are preserving your voice so that you can be a peacemaker. So often we see things that we disagree with and we're like, oh, I'm a, they're going to hear from me. I'm going to give them a piece of my mind. Can I tell you, giving a piece of your mind never gives you peace of mind. 
You have never found peace for your mind by giving away a piece of your mind. Matter of fact, I think there's a lot of folks that have given away way too many pieces of their mind. And so I want you to know today that with all of this unrest, all of this chaos, all of this uncertainty in our world, I believe that peace is available. The Bible tells us in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23, it tells us that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, which is a fancy way of saying kindness, or, or patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Watch this. Against such things there is no law. What I, what I mean by this is if there's ever been a moment in your life when you said yes to Jesus, the Holy Spirit begins working on the inside and he begins producing this fruit in you, this love and joy, peace, forbearance, gentleness, kindness, self-control. And a lot of times we don't realize that when we say yes to Jesus, Yes, we're forgiven of our sins. That's such a great thing because there's nothing you and I could ever do to, to seek or earn forgiveness of sins. It only comes through a relationship with Jesus. And so when we say yes to Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we, we get forgiven of our sins. We're promised an eternity in heaven. That's a great deal. But you also receive the Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit begins to work on the inside. And he says, I want to fill your life with love and joy and peace. On the inside, he starts working. Listen, it's an inside job. The Holy Spirit does an inside job transforming you and I into the person that, that God had in mind when he created us. I want you to know that it is not God's will for you to be filled with bitterness and envy and jealousy and anxiety and rage. It is that you would, you would be a person full of love and joy and peace and kindness. You know, after you put your faith and trust in Jesus, it's like, it's like the Holy Spirit starts doing a spring cleaning. It's like he comes around and he's like, hey, listen, I found this over here in the corner of your life. I don't think this is good for you. You mind if we get rid of this? And the Holy Spirit starts bringing things to your mind and your attention. He starts showing you things that don't need to be in your life. It's, it's like um, I was watching TV during quarantine, because who hasn't, right? We've all been binge watching all kinds of things. And I go walk into the living room, and my wife is watching the show Hoarders. All right, I don't know if you ever watched an episode of Hoarders. It's disgusting, okay? I, I can be a little bit of a pack rat, but I am nothing like these, these folks. In this episode she's watching, and if you've never seen it, I mean, they're all basically the same. Here's these people. They don't throw anything away. Everything to them is valuable. Their house is just floor to ceiling with what we would call garbage. And then there's an intervention. A family member brings in these professionals, and it's like, let's get rid of this stuff. And what's interesting is that they don't want to let anything go. It's like, no, 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 you don't know. I, I, I got that and I have a plan for that. I'm gonna use that. You're like, you're never gonna use that. That expired four years ago. And so I'm watching this episode and these people are, it's like a battle to get stuff out of the house. And as fast as they're taking it out of the house and filling this dumpster, this woman was going into the dumpster and taking that stuff and hiding it around the property so that she could put it back in there. Like she was taking it and putting it. And I'm like, this is making my stomach turn. 
And I wonder how many of us do the same thing in our life. The Spirit of God is like, hey, listen, listen, can, can I get rid of this? This bitterness that you've been like holding on to? Can we just go ahead and get rid of that? And if I get rid of that, then you create a little bit of space and I can replace it with love. How about this road rage? You get so worked up every day on the way to work. Let me take that road rage and I'm gonna replace it with kindness. With kindness, you're gonna be like letting people out in front of you. You're gonna be a nice person on the road. You're gonna wave with all the fingers. You're gonna be a good person. You know, hey, this gossip that you've got over here in the corner of your life, you don't need to say that. So let me have that and I'm gonna replace it with self-control. And the next time you're gonna be ready to say something, you're gonna be like, wait a second, that's right. I have self-control in me now. It's a fruit of the spirit. That anxiety, can we replace that anxiety and worry with peace? I believe that what God wants to do today is, is through his Holy Spirit, he wants to begin you know, saying, let me, let me have that, that anxiety and that worry because I wanna replace it with peace. So let's talk about peace. Let's talk about peace for a minute. In your notes, I want you to, to write this down. Peace is not, okay? Peace is not the absence of, and then I left a blank because we all think peace is the absence of something, what is that thing that you think, if I just didn't have to deal with that, oh my word, I would finally have peace. I want you to know peace is not the absence of. It's not the absence of. So maybe you're thinking like, if I didn't have to deal with that right now. What's your that? What's that thing that you've told yourself, if it wasn't going on, you'd be a much more peaceful person? Maybe you think, if I didn't have to put up with them, we've all got a them, right? Maybe it's your family members. Maybe it's your teenagers right now. Teenagers, maybe it's your parents. Maybe it's a coworker. And if I didn't have to put up with them, maybe you think if it wasn't for these headlines, right? All we see on our newsfeed are these headlines. And if I didn't have these headlines and this, you know, this coronavirus, if COVID was over, I'd have so much more peace. You know, maybe it's these responsibilities. You feel so much weight because of what you're responsible for. If I didn't have to deal with that, if it wasn't an election year, if people could just get along, I want you to know that peace is not the absence of conflict. It's not the absence of trouble. The Bible says there's a peace that is not circumstantial. It runs deeper than the headlines and our world. When Jesus was speaking to his disciples just before he went to the cross in John chapter 14, he said this, he says, peace, I leave with you. So he's, I'm going, but I'm gonna leave you with peace. This is my peace. Now, Jesus has demonstrated tremendous peace through his lifetime. He says, my peace, I leave with you. My peace, I'm giving to you. I do not give to you as the world gives, meaning I'm not gonna give this and take it away. You can trust me. So do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. I believe that today Jesus is saying the same exact thing. Listen, I'm leaving you with peace. I want you to have a peace in your life. You're gonna face difficulty, but you don't have to be afraid and you don't have to be consumed and you don't need to buy the lie that peace is the absence of. It is not the absence of. Okay, so what else? Let's talk about peace a little more. Peace is not the abundance of. Okay, so often we think if I didn't have to deal with that, or we tell ourselves if I had more of this. So peace is not the absence, it is also not the abundance. So often we think if I just had more, I would have more peace. I don't know what the more is that you wish you had. So often we think, well, if I had more money, 
right? If I had more money than these bills, you know, it's the absence of the bills or if I had more money. It, it's not more money that brings more peace. If I had more time, oh my goodness, I'm just so stressed. I'm so short on time. Listen, we worry about time, but nobody worrying about time got more of it. It's not the abundance of time. If I just had more people, if there was more people in my corner, more people does not equal more peace. Ask anybody that's had kids. Your life did not get more peaceful when little humans entered your family. I remember the early days of LifePoint when it was just myself and one other staff member. And, and now we've got an entire team. And there's times I'm like, I'm responsible for this entire team. And if you're not careful, you can, you can get worked up just thinking about that. Well, I want you to know peace is not, it's not found in the abundance of. It's not the abundance of. So let's recap real quick, all right? So peace is not the absence of. It is not the abundance of. So what is it? Write this down. Peace is the presence of the Holy Spirit. It's not absence. It's not abundance. Peace is presence of the Holy Spirit. Let's go to Galatians 5.22 one more time. We're told that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. You could say the, the work of the Spirit The result of the Spirit of God in your life is love, joy, peace. The presence of the Spirit in your life. When the Holy Spirit is in us, he begins to bring about this fruit. So peace, you could say peace is a fruit, and fruit takes time. Fruit takes time. Fruit can be frustrating because if you want fruit, you don't cut open an apple and plant the seeds today and have fruit tomorrow. It takes time. Matter of fact, apples, if you were to plant an apple seed, it's going to take you two to five years to get an apple tree where you can actually enjoy the fruit. Banana plants take two to three years. You want a pear tree? Four to six years. I tell you that because fruit takes time. And so often we get frustrated. We get discouraged. We're like, I have been working on this. And, and, and when's it going to happen? When am I going to get the fruit? We get frustrated with people because they don't, they don't change fast enough. We want to see transformation and we want it now. We live in a microwave society, but that's not how fruit works. Fruit takes time. Change never comes as quick as we would like. I mean, remember back in January when everybody was going to the gym? You set a resolution. You're like, this is the year. I'm dropping pounds. And now you're like, you put on the COVID-19. But remember January? You went to the gym and you, I mean, you, you, drew, you circled the parking lot like six times so you could get a close spot because you didn't want to walk from your car to the gym so that you could then get there and then walk on a treadmill. Kind of crazy, right? You got to the gym and you broke a sweat and you got home. And what is the first thing you did? You got on the scale and you looked at it and you're like, are you kidding me? I must have sweated off like pounds. How am I no different? And the next day you did the same thing and you got on the scale. And what happens? You got frustrated. You got discouraged. You got busy and you quit. I want to tell you, don't quit. It takes time. It takes consistency. And I want you to know that when it comes to peace, that the fruit of the Spirit takes time Peace takes time. And as a Christian, if you would say there's been a time in my life that I said yes to Jesus, I repented of my sin, I put my faith and trust in what Jesus Christ did on the cross for me, then the Bible would say you are a follower of Jesus. You are a Christian. And in Colossians chapter 3, verse 15, 
we're told to let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. What's ruling in your heart right now? What is it that is consuming your mind, consuming your hearts? Is it the peace of Christ? Because I can tell you the friends that I follow on Facebook, it's not the peace of Christ that's ruling their hearts. It's the chaos of the moment. It's, it's the headlines. It's the worry. And we're told that as followers of Jesus that we should let the peace of Christ rule in our hearts. I just get this idea that Christ is like, if you just let me, if you just let me, my peace can rule your heart. And we're like, well, I just don't know because I'm trying to do all this on my own. And we need to let the peace of Christ. Some of us need to let go for a moment and trust that God knows what he's doing. Let the peace of Christ rule in your heart. Since as members of one body, you were called to peace. And be thankful. I want you to know there is a calling on your life and it is a calling to be, to be unified, to be one and to be peaceful. To be peaceful. When people look at your life, do they see you as one who is peaceful? During difficult times, can you, can you let the peace of Christ rule in your heart? Peace is a fruit. And what takes root in your heart will grow fruit in your life. The root determines the fruit. If Jesus is your Lord and Savior, you have the Spirit of God. You need to know this because you can't do this on your own. You are not strong enough. And you also will not use what you don't know you have. So you need to know that as a follower of Jesus, you have the Holy Spirit and he is working in you. You don't have to try and try and try and try. Listen, you do not become more peaceful by trying to be more peaceful. Do you know what I get when I try to be peaceful? When I try to keep the peace? I get resentful. I get bitter at people. I get angry. That's what happens when I do it in my own strength. But when I wake up in the morning and I just have a moment of prayer and I just allow the Holy Spirit the freedom to work and move in my life, he produces this calm and this peace. The Holy Spirit will do the work if you'll let him. He's the gardener. Your life is the soil. He's saying, I want to develop, I want to grow peace in your life. And so maybe instead of jumping at every opportunity, every conflict, shouting at everybody online, you just take a moment and you say, Holy Spirit, is this something I'm supposed to engage in? Is this something that I'm supposed to be actively involved in? And hear me when I say this. If Jesus is Lord of your life, he should be Lord of your lips too. The things that we say should honor him should bring glory, should be kind. We could take a, we could take a page out of the AA playbook. They say that, that you should halt. You should halt. If you're hungry, angry, lonely, or tired, before you say or do something, you need to halt. You need to hit pause. Some of us, we need to just back away from the keyboard for a moment. And before we leave that comment or we put that post, that passive aggressive post to those people that they know who they are, putting this all over the interwebs, no, no, just halt for a minute and breathe and ask the Holy Spirit, is this something I'm supposed to engage in? Philippians chapter four, verse six and seven says, do not be anxious about anything. What are you anxious about? Come on, Coastal, what are you anxious about? What's that thing that is just is eating you up on the inside? It happens to all of us. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, Present your request to God. When was the last time you stopped and just said, God, I'm so thankful for who you are. 
I'm thankful, God, that even though I have no idea what in the world is going on around me right now, that I can trust that you do. And so there's some things I'm gonna ask you, God. There's things I'm asking for, man. There's things that are out of my control. I don't know what to do. My, my son, my daughter, my husband. I just, it is, it's, I, I, I wanna fix it, but I can't. And I'm bringing you this prayer and this, this petition, and I'm just grateful for who you are. L- look at this. We're told to bring those requests, to present them to God, and, and watch this. Here's the result when we bring it to God. And the peace of God, that's what we want. The peace of God which transcends all understanding. Meaning you got friends that will look at your life and be like, I don't get it. How are you holding it together? And you're gonna be like, you know what? I wasn't, but I decided I was gonna bring it to God and I'm gonna trust him. And man, he's bringing a peace. It's not gonna make sense to people how you hold it together when they're falling apart. The peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I just pictured the peace of God like this seven foot six center, just like swatting shots, like get that out of here. Get that junk out of here. That doesn't need to be a part of your life. Like God is like, I am playing defense for you. I will protect your heart and I will protect your mind because I love you. And I care about you. Jesus said this in Matthew 7. He said, you will know a tree by its fruit. Can I just ask you this question? Just straight up. If I were to look at your life, if I knew you, what kind of fruit would I see? Would I see fruit of the Spirit? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness? Or would I see bitterness and anger and envy and jealousy and rage? Because I want you to know today that the Holy Spirit wants to wants to, to have the freedom to be able to remove that garbage that you've been hoarding and replace it with what is gonna bring about a life-giving relationship with your heavenly Father and ultimately a life-giving relationship with the people that are around you. So Coastal, I wanna ask you a question that I ask, I ask my LifePoint family all the time. It's simply this, as we close, just simply this. What is the Holy Spirit saying to you? What is it right now that you're like, man, he's, he's reading my mail. And it's not that I'm reading your mail, it's that the Holy Spirit knows exactly what you need. And right now he's just pressing in and he's saying, this was for you. Would you give me that junk? Would you give me that anxiety? Would you give me that worry? Because I wanna replace it with peace. I wanna pray for you today, right there, wherever you are. Maybe it's in the kitchen, around the table, or perhaps in your living room. I wanna pray for you right now. I believe that today is a new day. And this is a moment where many of us are gonna turn over. We're gonna relinquish the, the junk in our life and we're gonna give it to God. And I believe we're gonna receive from him peace and love and kindness. And so right now, would you bow your heads and would you just take a moment, just for a few seconds, would you answer the question, Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me? What are you saying to me? And as you begin to feel something in your spirit, would you just talk to God about that? Maybe you're sitting here and you realize, man, I have been a bitter person. I've been an anxious person. I, I have been, I've, been, I, I've not been trusting of other people. And I'm letting that go. I'm choosing to trust. Would you just give that over to God right now in your own way? Just say, God, I'm giving that to you. Maybe as you're sitting here, you're thinking, you know what? I I don't know that there's ever been a moment that I've said yes to Jesus. You talk about how those who have said yes to Jesus are Christians, are followers of Jesus. They have the Holy Spirit. Well, I want that. How do I get that? I want to tell you that today, in this moment, you can say yes to Jesus. The Bible tells us that if we would confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, and we would believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, that we will be saved. Today, in this moment, you can receive the forgiveness and the grace of God. We all need it. The Bible tells us that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But listen, 
We are all sinners in need of a Savior. And the good news is that Jesus did for us what we could never do for ourselves. And I want you to know today that if you would say yes to Jesus, that you would be forgiven. You will be promised an eternity in heaven. But even more than that, you'll experience the Holy Spirit beginning to work in your heart, in your life, in your relationships. And so if today you want to nail this down and say, Pastor, that's, that's me. I want to join you in this. I want to invite you to make this prayer your prayer. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pray and I'm going to pause. And in that pause, I'm going to give you the opportunity to make this your prayer. There's nothing magical about these words. It's what your heart is saying. It's your commitment to your heavenly Father right now. And if you're ready to say yes to Jesus, would you make this your prayer? Would you do this? Would you say, dear God, thank you for loving me. I repent of my sin right now. I turn from living for myself and I choose to live for you. I ask you to, to be the Lord and the Savior of my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Give me the courage and strength to live for you. And I ask you to fill me with peace that passes all understanding. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, listen, Coastal, if you join me in praying that prayer, I know that the team and the Coastal family wants to celebrate with you. I want to celebrate with you. I want to invite you in this moment to simply drop a comment, to type in the word Jesus, the name Jesus there in the comment section. One of the Coastal team would love to follow up with you. And I just want you to know what an honor it has been to be with you guys for this Friends of the Family series. Man, be blessed and have an incredible day.